Today, we put to rest Miles' attempt at Sober October. Taken too soon. Gone before this time. It was a tough one. The lad tried his best. He wanted to stay sober. He really did. Every intention of it. But, what can you do? Sometimes, impulse gets the best of you. So here, we lay to rest the Sotolitober Millennial Manchild October. What's up, folks? How we doing? Welcome back to the Millennial Manchild Podcast. And as always, I'm your infectious, lovely, wonderful, silky, smooth, savory, voice-having host, Miles Casey. How you doing? How you doing? I hope you're doing well, folks. I hope you're doing well. I know I am. I must admit, it's uh, it's funny. <laughs> you know, I was talking all this smack, talking all this talk. Oh, I'm doing Sober October, I'm going to make it. And then, you know, it's just sometimes, ah, it's hard to limit yourself like that. It's not even that I feel like I have a complete issue with this. It's just that I wanted to reset, reevaluate, take some time away, right? But the biggest fight of the year was on, you know. October 6th, Conor McGregor, Khabib. Oh, I've been looking forward to this fight for months. And to deny myself to enjoy it how I wanted to do, how I wanted to enjoy it. You know, I had the crew over, had a gang of people over. We were all, they were all drinking and smoking and having a fun time. And yeah, maybe it was peer pressure. Maybe it was weakness. Maybe I should still be sober right now. But, uh, you know, I didn't make it. I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get through. I decided to give in. I wanted to indulge I wanted to partake so I did and you know what no regrets no no regrets it's uh one of those things where it's just like fuck it you know <laughs> biggest fight of the year friends are over and I'm gonna sit here just completely sober eh, that's not who I am that's not who I want to be yeah I want to cut back a little bit yeah I need to ease up a little bit but I think I can do that even without going so you know the the sober October for the full month and plus who do I think I am you know I'm not some rich millionaire like Joe Rogan and the crew that are doing this you know I don't got tons of money and success usually hell there's times where I can't get high or drink and it's not because I don't want to it's because I can't afford to so it's like eh, maybe I'll just start counting those days <laughs> as my uh, sober days instead of like thinking, oh man, I should take a whole month off. A whole month sounds nice. It probably would have been nice. I could already feel some benefits for sure. So it's not like there wasn't any, you know, small lessons I learned or wasn't taking nothing away from those six days. You know, I couldn't even make it a week. And that's probably because I'm weak. And maybe, you know, I mean, I'm not an addict. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm not, you're, no, I don't have a problem. You, no, you have a problem, all right? I'm good. I can, I can quit smoking weed anytime I want, all right? Let's just get that clear. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, you know, it's like, it's just funny to think that, you know, yeah, I, I, I wanted to. I wanted to get high. I wanted to enjoy myself, so I did. 
And the funny part is, is it wasn't just the one day. Uh, it's weird how when you you relapse, you know, they're like, I say I need to go to rehab. I say no, no, no. You know? And it's like, uh, <laughs> I ended up smoking the next day because I had to get up at 4.30 in the morning after the fights. So that was my punishment in a way for smoking and drinking a little bit because, you know, once I started smoking, I was like, eh, I already fucked up. Might as well have a few beers, you know? Who am I kidding? So had to get up fucking early as shit, work Starbucks, and then I got called in to barbecue house that night. So, you know, I ended up getting a little high during the day again because I wanted to sleep. I wanted to pass out. Need a little bit of that, uh, you know, my my version of ambient, right? Just a little, a little couple, smoke a, smoke a doink, just, ah, pass the fuck out, and then, you know, go back to work. And then yesterday, Monday, had to work 13 hours. And we ended up having a new guy at the barbecue house, and he is kind of going through a little bit of a transitional period. Just moved out here from Philly, living in a hostel, trying to get on his feet. And we kind of hit it off that night. We're hanging, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to the crib. Would you like to join me and smoke a joint, right? If I can do anything to kind of make his his transition out here to California easier, I'm gonna do it. And it was just like a peace offering, you know? Like, hey, I know you don't got a lot of friends out here yet. I know you're new out here. Come on over, smoke a joint. This will be nice. I was just trying to be a nice guy. Didn't want to be rude. Plus, the weed was given to me. Shout out to Aaron. Aaron's the man. It was free weed. This this isn't weed I bought. This isn't weed I paid for. It was just like, here you go. It found its way to me. It's like, you know, the universe is telling me, hey, Miles, maybe ease up, but you don't got to stop getting high. Here's some free joints, right? Or maybe it was a test. Maybe it was a test like, hey, here's free joints and you shouldn't smoke, motherfucker. But I took it the other way. It was like, here, you're, sp- you're supposed to smoke. So I did, and I don't regret it. I don't even feel bad about it. You know what? I already forgive myself. I'm over it. I'm, uh, I'm not too mad about it, you know? Uh, yeah, but we got a good one for you to hear today. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. And as always, if you want a, a shout out or whatever, don't forget to comment, share, reach out to me on social media, all that fun stuff. And we'll hook you up with that shout out. Also, podcast is available everywhere on, you know, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, wherever you can find it, SoundCloud, all that fun stuff. Check it out. And thanks for listening, folks. You're the best. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. I ain't got the time, and if my daddy thinks I'm fine, just try to make me go to rehab.
What's up? Welcome back. So, let's get into it. Let's get into it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess we'll start where... We'll start with the, the Khabib versus Conor McGregor. Because, I don't know, I am a huge UFC fan. I almost am more of a UFC fan than football fan these days, which... It's probably unpopular opinion. I think more people probably like football than UFC. It's not even close. But to me, it's it's the most entertaining sport. It has some of the best personalities. It has some of my favorite people, you know. And it's just so entertaining. The fights this past weekend were amazing. If you watched the main card at all, you got your money's worth. And if you streamed it illegal like me, you definitely got your money's worth. Because it was amazing. It was one of the best fights of the year. Uh, the fight cards of the year, I should say. Uh, of course, you know, in the main event, Khabib, unfortunately. And, like, I was cheering. Uh, I am a Conor McGregor nut hugger or dick rider, as they say. Uh, I did want him to win. I was really looking forward to him fucking going in there, shocking the world. I mean, Khabib was 26-0. 26 and 0 in MMA is fucking unheard of. It's unheard of. And no everybody catches an L at some point. Whether it's one of your first fights or you know after you go 15 and 0 then you catch your L. You know, like it happens in MMA all the time because on any given day everybody's got a puncher's chance in this sport. But uh man, Khabib, he's the truth. There's no doubting it now. You you go in there against Conor McGregor one of the best strikers in the UFC, one of the biggest personalities in all of sports, to live up to that moment in Vegas, biggest fight of his life, biggest money fight of his life, and he showed up and he did exactly what he was going to say he did, that's, that's fucking impressive. You, you can't really take that away from him. Uh, one of the most impressive victories. Of, and it was, it was still a good fight. A lot of people be like, oh, he wrestled fucked him and it was boring and he, he dominated. It's like, yeah, but that's what Khabib does, and Connor had a couple of nice moments. Sure, he was also the one who got rocked. I wouldn't have guessed that. Khabib caught him with a mean overhand right with that, like, so those wrestlers like to do. They fucking kind of duck in and come over and boom, smack him, and he wobbled Connor and hurt him bad, but, uh, I, and I was kind of thinking maybe Connor would catch him with the left coming in or something, but man, and he, Connor, like I said, had a couple of nice moments in the fight, but. That was Khabib's fight. That was a dominant performance and uh, a dominant finish. But it was so crazy to see what happened after the fight. Oh, I have to admit, at first I was a little thrown off by it. I didn't really like it. But now, you know, got a little distance, been thinking about it some more. And, you know, I just don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Sure, Khabib's going to get fined, probably suspended. Uh, does look kind of hypocritical. He has been the guy who's playing the high ground the whole time, talking about you know, uh, Connor's a cusser. Connor's talking about alcohol. Connor throws buses or dollies through bus windows. And then he goes and does this, tries to fight some one of Connor's cornermen, Dylan Dennis, after the fight. It's like, you know, eh, don't be a hypocrite. But I have to say, to go four rounds in a fight, to go four rounds and, you know, get the finish, choke Connor out or submit him via neck crank, whatever it was. Uh, Super impressive, but then to hear one of Connor's cornermen talking shit, yelling at you, and to decide to literally transform into an eagle, fly over the cage, and attack death from above style. 
Holy shit, that was amazing. It was intense, and I don't think, at first I thought it was going to be a bad thing. It's like, oh, it's a black black eye on the sport. Oh, it's this, that, and the other. People are going to be upset, blah, blah, blah. But really, in this TMZ world, in this controversy and drama and reality TV and, you know, these guys fucking hate each other. This was severely personal for both of them. I mean, Khabib was obviously the type of guy, you, you, when you think of Russians, specifically Russians, right? You think of them very stoic, very no emotion, just almost machine-like killers. You know what I mean? Just like you turn on the switch and they just fucking start going. They don't, they don't have any emotion. They don't let it affect them. And that was not the case here. Maybe during the fight, he had the mental capacity to fucking put all that shit away and just like focus on the man across the cage and really just try to beat the shit out of him and wear him down like he did. But uh, to, to, to do that for four rounds and then say, you know what, I'm not done yet. Daddy wants a little more. I'm, I, I've had adrenaline flowing through his body. He just won the biggest fight of his life. And he's like, you know what? I'm fucking coming for you next. <laughs> In a way, you got to respect it. You really do. You got to be like, damn, that's gangster. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think it's going to end up being a good thing. Because how long until the UFC is using this for a promo? They did it with the fucking bus incident. They, the way they promoted this fight, the way they allowed them to talk so much shit and really get in there. And, they, you know, Connor was talking about Khabib's dad and talking about his religion and Russia and bringing the countries into it. And just like, yeah, this was super personal for both of these guys. And they definitely hate each other. But, wow, just the, the antics at the end were unreal. It was super entertaining, though. And I have to say, it's going to bring even more eyes to the sport. Good or bad, I don't necessarily know. I don't know what the, the normal, everyday, not UFC fan is going to think about this. I think a lot of UFC fans, people who are in the sport, people who <clears throat> you know follow it closely, were very disappointed by how this went. They would have liked to see maybe a handshake at the end or a sign of respect or... Or something that kind of gives them that proper closure to this fight. Even if it was like not that. Even if it was just like Khabib getting the belt around his waist. Connor going away and you know losing whatever Khabib could say. Ah fuck Connor. I, of course I won. I told you I'd won. It wasn't even close. And he could have you know he could have not even been humble if he wanted to. He could have done, done it a million different ways. And people probably would have been okay with it. But a lot of the MMA community seems to be kind of kind of upset by how this went down and like it's a black eye on the sport and a black eye on Khabib's record and like I said I just don't know if that's going to be the case Khabib could end up being bigger than ever after this you know and like I said in the TMZ world the reality TV the drama the blah 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 this is uh this is hitting all the boxes this is checking all those boxes so it was cool in that sense that maybe some of these people who wouldn't watch UFC before getting a little taste Getting a little taste and maybe it'll pull some more fans in and that's always good for the sport <clears throat> because it's not it's not the fastest growing sport it's not the biggest sport and I don't really understand it because I love it it's to me it's the most fun to watch it's the most entertaining has some of the best personalities which we actually saw earlier in on the fight card if you if you watch the whole thing you got to see Derek Lewis I think he stole the show his post fight interview was one of the best interviews of all time so fucking funny and he literally after he won the fight he was losing all three rounds of the fight ends up you know spoiler alert ends up fucking cleaning this dude's clock with like 15 seconds just catches him with a haymaker 
his fucking like mouthpiece falls out of his mouth. He hits him so fucking hard and ends up winning a fight. He was losing the entire time. I had ridden him off, thought he was going to lose for sure. And at the end, he does his fucking amazing celebration. Then he's talking to Joe and he, ha- and he takes off his fucking pants and it's just in his skivvies in his fucking boxers. And it's just like, Joe's like, Hey, why'd you take, take your pants off Derek? And he's like, my balls is hot, dude. I fucking lost it. I fucking lost it. That was amazing. And then he started talking about Trump and saying how Trump called him before the fight and said he needed to beat this Russian's ass to make those Russians look bad. And I was like, oh, dude, this is amazing. And then to top it all off, he's like, Joe, maybe in a week or two, I'm going to come on your podcast and get high with you. I was like, God damn, best interview, best. And that's what I mean. These are the personalities. These are the people the UFC needs to be promoting. Do it like this. This guy's fun. He's hilarious. You don't have to promote. I know it's the fight game, and I know you. there's animosity between Conor and uh, Khabib, and there should be, you know, that is part of the story for sure. But the way they promoted it, they really, like, they doubled down on it. And to see it come out at the end of the fight like that, maybe not as surprising as I would have thought. It, they already had a ton of security guards there, and there was no way in hell any of those fucking security guards were going to stop Khabib or any of those guys. He was going to take fucking eight security guards to hold that man down. He's a fucking animal. Khabib wrestles bears. Like, it's insane. So, uh, I don't know. In the end, in the crazy TMZ world, getting more people talking about it. And plus, like, other sports, like NBA, Ron Artest, or, you know, Metal World Peace. Ha <laughs> ha, that's a good name. Uh, he literally went up in the stands and started fighting fans, right? Red Sox, Boston, the bench is clear once a year. And they're fighting and brawling. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't the first time it's happened. It's competitive. These are real rivals. They do not like each other. And yeah, emotions are running high. It was a fucking fight, for Christ's sake. It's not like with baseball, they're fighting. Like, and they go out there and fight. You know what I mean? Like, they'll, the benches will clear after a pitch gets close or whatever. It's like, this was an actual fight. Of course, adrenaline was coursing through his body. Testosterone's high. Adrenaline. He just won the biggest fight of his life, and then this guy's talking shit. And yeah, you better believe he's coming at him. So, at the end of the day, I was a little not okay with it, but now I'm starting to think about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm more okay with it. Plus, it's going to be the next UFC promotion. It's like in this WWE world, why not? Why not, right? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> but I know uh, if you if you watched any of the other fights, though, they were all great and really, really well done. So... Shout out to the UFC for putting on a good card. Hopefully, if you were new to it and you got to watch it, and you hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, all right, what else? Um, I did want to talk a little bit about, you know, and as I've said on here multiple times, haven't been following this, haven't been paying attention to the close details. But, uh, right, obviously, like I said a couple weeks ago, <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, he's on the Supreme Court. Who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed that the Republicans would have got exactly what they wanted, right? Oh, me. That's what I just said. It doesn't matter what you think of the man. It doesn't matter what you think goes down in this hearing or how it looks or how it's perceived. It doesn't matter. The Republicans are going to get what they want, and they're going to do what they want. And they did it again here. Uh, from, from all accounts, from what I can see, it looked like the hearing didn't go great for Kavanaugh. He came off in a pretty poor light at times. It looked like he lied which you don't really want somebody who is a judge, uh, 
of the Supreme Court to be lying. That doesn't seem like something I'm interested in at the highest court of the land. Um, but, of course he got in. He's got, they, that's the guy they wanted, and they're going to get what they want. That's just what they do. They pay lip service to the moral high ground. They pretend to be, uh, you know, people of faith, people of high moral value, and, you know, family's important, and abortion is bad, and drugs are bad, and, but then they go, and, you know, this guy was blacking out in high school, uh, assaulting women, possibly. It didn't seem good, uh, from what I heard. Like I said, wasn't in the details, wasn't final, fi uh, following the minutia of it all. Uh, just very peripheral, taking in things very peripherally. And uh, it's just, uh, uh, for me, first of all, it's insane, absolutely insane, that the Supreme Court position is a position that is held for life once you are appointed. This is not communist Russia. This is not a dictatorship. This is not, this is a democracy. This is a free country. This is a place where if you want to be up to date, you want to be modern, you want to be moving forward, you want to be progressing and not progressive, you know, oh, God forbid you say that word. Uh, you want to be going forward, moving forward, bringing the country forward. Um, why do we have judges that last a whole lifetime? You know, people love uh, Ruth Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I can't remember, you know, whatever her name is. Again, I'm ignorant. I'm stupid. Leave me alone. Uh, but she's like fucking 87. I don't even, I made that up, but she's old as fuck. Like all these politicians up in Washington, all old as fuck. And there's, there just has to be a better way to get new blood in there, you know? And when you have a position for fucking life, once you're appointed, you hold it till you're like, you know what? I'm done here. Like, huh? The fuck? Ugh, that doesn't make sense to me. But then to add a little cherry on top of that, you have somebody like Brett Kavanaugh who appears to have a little bit of a suspect past, a little bit of a checkered history, right? Uh, I would like to think if you're going to be a Supreme Court judge, you should be beyond reproach. You should be of very high character, of very high morals. Um, you shouldn't be lying in front of a, a committee who's asking you questions about whether it's your yearbook or whether it's what happened in high school. I get it. It's a long time ago. Maybe it's not even fair to bring that up in some people's minds. But this is the fucking Supreme Court. Of course it's okay to ask these questions. This is a life, lifetime fucking position. There should be no question that's off limits when it comes to the presidency or this. Everything should be on the table. And whether you think it's dirty politics that the, the, the Democrats did this or that maybe she was lying because she just wanted to get a book deal. Like, the fuck are you talking about? That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Ruining her life for a book deal? She probably had a fine life before this and now... It, you know, the amount of fucking shit that she's going to have to deal with, the firestorm of media, the questions, the the stigma, this, that, and the other, to think that she did this for a fucking book deal or for a little bit of fame, you're fucking stupid. You're an idiot if that's what you think happened. That is not what happened. And, and not in my opinion, anyways. That doesn't... And, and, and 
that's just me. I, I I just don't see how you can even go there. You're making these leaps and bounds, and that's fine. Like you know, when you're on it, like politics, unfortunately, is like fucking sports. You pick a side. You love your side. You defend your side. You make sure your side always looks good. You make sure your side wins. Blah blah blah. So maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know, but to me, it didn't look good. And if you're gonna be the highest court in the land, you should be beyond reproach. You should be of the highest moral character. And this doesn't seem like the case, right? It doesn't seem like the case at all. So it's just this. But like I said, of course this happened. It's just interesting. It's like now, now what? You know, are they going to try and repeal things like Roe versus Wade? Are they going to try to limit? women's reproductive rights uh, are they going to try and roll back lgbt laws are they going to well, like you know that's the stuff that is scary that is the stuff that has real impact and i must say I, I like i said for me i have really 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 pulled back on this stuff i do not follow it closely i feel like since i did follow it closely for so long i have a general understanding of things and how you know a little bit of knowledge of a lot of small things, right? Not deep knowledge on anything anymore, just like very little touch-and-go knowledge here and there. And I don't know. It's like if, if, if this Brett Kavanaugh thing has had like a super negative impact on you, I would say, and, and maybe again, maybe this is me coming from a position of privilege. And speaking of privilege, uh, a lot of people don't like that term, especially, you know, white privilege. But to see like this Brett Kavanaugh guy uh, get through this hearing and get elected to the highest court land, it's like this is just another beautiful, beautiful example of white privilege. Do you think if Barack Hussein Obama was going there and there was some girl that was like, I think he raped me or he sexually assaulted me or he did this, do you think the Republicans wouldn't lose their fucking mind? Oh, oh. They would be distraught. They would be fucking dying. They would be, oh, it would be, the amount of outrage would be relentless and ruthless. And maybe it's okay for the left to be outraged because of what happened, because it is disgusting and it is upsetting. But you can't be surprised that the Republicans pretend to have the moral high ground. They give lip service to it. Then they do one thing besides that. They do the other thing, right? Because people aren't paying attention. People aren't into the details and the people that are into the details that are engrossed into it that are looking at it a lot they can't be happy right now right like <clears throat> for me when i was like you know i got deactivated by trump's presidency before that i was very into politics was paying attention blah 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 and then he got elected i was like eh, i'm done they all suck is what i decided they all have their own agenda they all have something they want to get done and i don't really think it really helps me you know who's going to help me? Me. I'm going to try and do what I need to do to push forward to be better. I can't get caught up in all the little bullshit because then I'm going to be feeling like, what's the point? This is going on here. That's going on there. I'm never going to be able to do this, blah, 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 because this is stopping me from that. You know, I start making excuses and I start putting it on other people instead of taking responsibility. And if you don't have any personal responsibility then what the fuck do you got, you know? Sometimes you gotta, yeah, maybe, you know, everybody doesn't start at the same starting point. Some people start on fucking third base. Some people start with fucking two strikes out already, you know? And you 
you've got to figure out how to work with what you're given. That doesn't mean it's fair. I mean, life has never been fair. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. It's not easy for anybody out here. And then to get caught up in the bullshit that you can't even control, like we, me, I had no power over what was going on in the Supreme Court, in the courtrooms, where, or in Congress, wherever. I don't have any power over that. I do vote. I do my best. But I don't have any real control over that at the end of the day. And But what I do have control over, my mental attitude, what I'm trying to focus on, what I'm trying to improve. How do I get better? That's what I do have some control over. And I must say, it getting out of those little minute details, paying attention to this little thing and that little thing and knowing about, oh, this one time Kavanaugh said this and da-da-da-da. Like, I can't do it anymore because I have too many problems of my own that I need to fix. I have goals and you know ideas of what I want out of my life and I got to figure out how to get them I got to figure out how to make it happen and if I'm getting caught up in this little ticky-tack bullshit and maybe it's not ticky-tack bullshit maybe it's going to end up being big maybe like I said I'm coming again from a place of privilege I I am a white guy so I don't really have to worry about what if I need to have an abortion or what if what if this happens or what if somebody doesn't want to uh, allow me into their restaurant because I'm gay. Like, you know, I don't have to worry about these problems and I'm not, and I don't want to dismiss them because it is scary, especially if you are, you know, somebody that that will affect. I get it. But again, getting caught up on it and like only focusing on this when you can do so much more to improve your life, it just seems, seems foolish. It seems, um, almost like, it's again it's it's like sports it's a game you're like caught up in it and you can't get out of it and you're just like trapped in it in a way and it's just like red versus blue and they're all garbage i don't care you know i'm still kind of a bernie fan but even him i just like i'm over it all i'm so over it all i think it's exhausting it's and so that's just where i'm at you know you got to figure out what works for you you got to start tweaking the formula finding out man why do i feel this way you know, if you're feeling bad about the Kavanaugh thing or the whatever thing, the Trump thing or any of that stuff, you have to figure out, why am I feeling bad? Okay, because this is going to affect me possibly. Well, all right. Well, has it yet? Is it? When is it going to? If you're worrying about things that are happening in the future, you're stealing from your present right now. You're stealing from today. If you're worrying about the, all these other things that could happen, you know, they might not happen. You have no idea. And you're over here worrying about it. You're literally fucking up today. For something that may or may not happen in the future, it doesn't make sense to me, not anymore. I mean, I used to do that shit in my own my own way, but now I just don't, you know. So I don't know. That's just my two cents on that. Uh, I guess I'll end it here talking a little bit about, you know, the sober October stuff, the 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 break from social media, and it's been interesting because it was honestly kind of hard to record a podcast today because I felt a little bit out of the loop. I felt like. I didn't know what was happening in the news. I felt like I didn't know what people were up to, what people were thinking. I have, I've been, less opinions have been coming in. And that might be a good thing. It gives me a little bit more time to think about how I feel about certain things and develop my own opinion instead of like regurgitating somebody else's opinion. So in a way, that's been good. And I haven't been wasting as much time. I've been more productive. I've been meditating every day. I think I have a a seven or eight day streak right now, which is great. I've been writing almost every day, journaling, uh, exercising more. And it's so funny, even though I did have a relapse, I've actually, I reached my lose 15 pounds for the year. I reached that goal. It's so funny. It's like, 
taking a break from smoking and drinking, I found out I was actually just saving money and going on a diet, basically. <laughs> so from now on, that's what I'm going to start saving. It's like, you know what? I need to lose a little bit of weight. Oh, guess what, Miles? Take a break from drinking, take a break from smoking, and then you'll lose some weight because you're going to be more productive. You're not going to be eating gummy worms and ice cream for dinner. <laughs> and you're, you're, it's, it's funny. People were also telling me, like, hey, you look... You look happier. You seem to almost be glowing a little bit. I was like, oh shit, maybe I was smoking too much weed. And there's no was about it. I for sure was. I for sure was. So it's just, again, you got to tweak these things. Find the formula that writes for you. Call yourself out on your own bullshit and try to improve and get a little bit better. That's what I've been doing. That's what this sober October, now it's, it's the mostly sober October for me. Like I said, I'm not some rich fucking millionaire like Joe Rogan. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's fun that they can do that. And I would have liked to maybe partake of it a little bit longer. Uh, but it was the biggest fight of the year. I couldn't resist. I'm I'm only mortal. I'm, I'm, I'm a weak man. What can I say? And it was fun, and I don't regret it at all. So uh, it, at the end of the day, it's just like you just got to analyze yourself and be self-aware and try to improve. And that's what I'm doing. And I feel like even though I might have had this, this little, you know, hiccup along the way here, it's not that big of a deal. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I already, guess what? I forgive me. I forgive me. And once you can start forgiving yourself and loving yourself a little bit more and being like, you know, realizing even if you do make mistakes and even if you do fuck up, you know, we're all only human. We're all only human. Even Khabib, that crazy Russian robot who seems like he should be stoic and barely have any emotions, we're all human. And sometimes they get the best of you. Sometimes you're impulsive and make the, the brash, quick decision. And then you regret it and you feel bad. It's like, don't feel bad. Just like, say, you know what? I'm, I fucked up, but we're moving forward. We're getting better. That's what we're going to do today. So that's kind of what I come away with and have for you this week. Just kind of random, but uh, yeah. And I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. If you don't call, yeah, and you think about me, don't worry, I'm good. Yeah, still care about you, never call, but you could Either way, I'll be good Either way, I'll be good If you don't call When you think about me, don't worry, I'm good Either way, I'll be good Either way, I'll be good If you don't call Either way, I'll be good Either way, I'll be good When we kicked it every day We were something like one in the same, two sides of the brain. Now we don't talk, we went opposite ways. What happened, I couldn't honestly say. Just part of living life, I guess. People move on, everything ends. Like it's a song, can't repeat it, even your jam. You knew it by heart, even your friends, they treat like your fam, like the son of your mom. Love some women like my sisters, how they cutting me off. I got exes, I could text whenever something was wrong. Now they married out in Texas and they husband got a gun. So we don't talk. If you don't call, if you don't call, yeah, and you think about me, don't worry, I'm good. Yeah, still care about you, never call, but you could. Either way, I'll be good. All right, there we have it, folks. The 49th, holy shit, episode of the Millennial Manchild Podcast is in the books. Boom, boom. We did it. That's what's up. I'm going to be keeping it, oops, sorry, the old phone's vibrating there. Uh, I'm going to be keeping it short here because uh, I don't got a lot to say. Kind of already, you know, already did it all. I already did all the hard work. But uh, as always, thank you for listening. I do have a few shout-outs here. I wanted to shout-out my buddy Daniel. 
living it up in Phoenix. He's been, he, you know, he always comments, gives me a hard time on Instagram. Shout out to him. Shout out to Pete Nass, the homie. He was telling me that he was in a meeting, a business meeting, and he, you know, sometimes iTunes takes a little bit of liberties or whatever it may be. And he said that my podcast started playing in the middle of a fucking meeting at his work. And I just think that is hilarious. So shout out to Pete telling me that story. That's a fucking hilarious one, a good one. And it's even funnier because apparently it was the intro. And if you know anything about my introductions to this podcast, they are horrible and embarrassing. And, oh man, that just, that, (laughs) I just wonder, I kind of wonder which one it was. It's probably some stupid voice or, I was for you. Who knows? It could have been any fucking goonish intro I have, and that just made my day. That was that was funny to see. Uh, but yeah, you know, if you wanna if you wanna shout out, don't forget to comment on the page, share the share it with a friend, reach me, reach out to me in the DMs, whatever it may be. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to grow. We're trying to keep keep it growing. And you know, if I'm shouting people out and they're commenting and they're liking the stuff it, it raises it with with the way these stupid social medias work you know you got to raise that post to the top of the feed and if it has more comments and it has more likes bada bing bada boom that's how it happens you know so i guess i'm partly trying to do that because then if more people see it more eyeballs on the podcast it continues to grow and i just want it to happen organically i want it to happen naturally you know what i'm saying i don't want to have to be like oh i'm buying all these ads i'm trying to do this and Whatever it may be. I just want, if people like it, listen to it. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Plain and simple, you know? And if you do like it and you want to share it, I would much be just, you know, very grateful forever, forever in your debt if you do. And I appreciate you. I appreciate all your faces. You guys are the best. So, like I said, I just, I just want to thank you all for continuing to listen, continuing to support all the kind words and encouragement and all the other kind of bullshit that comes along with this is, Man, it's, it's, it's great stuff. It really is. And, you know, it really keeps me motivated and keeps me going. So, like I said, if you want to shout out or you want to keep helping me out, that's how you can do it. And I appreciate you. I love your faces. You know what I'm saying? You guys are the best. <sighs> so, I guess we'll end it here. Uh, a couple things to check out. Go check out. I was watching this show. Uh, I've kind of seen it a few times and uh, hadn't really... It looks weird. It looks like a show I would not really want to watch. It's called Creep. It's on Netflix. And, man, it is fantastic. It is intense. It is creepy. It is not really like any other movie I had seen before. It was filmed brilliantly. Very interestingly done, like the way it was filmed and uh, the way the movie was shot. I just thought it was, like, you know, very cool. And, man... If you if you're looking for you know it is Halloween month it's it's October you know we're out here we're doing a thing uh go check it out I was watching it late last night had all the lights off it was like I got it, I think I finished the movie at like 12:45 you know so it was like midnight and it was nice and creepy I love that shit man I love being scared turning all the lights off getting high Ooh, that's my favorite, man. I just like, I just, I, I like being terrified. I used to hate it when I was a kid. I didn't like that feeling now. A good scary movie for some reason. It makes me feel alive. It makes me feel, ooh, I like it. So if you haven't seen that, you should check it out. It's a pretty good one in my opinion. Uh, 
But yeah, that's really all I got for you to check out. Um, the music for today's episode in order is uh, Rehab by Amy Winehouse, uh, If You Don't Call by Soul, and Boredom by Tyler the Creator. So until next time, folks, same, same time, same channel. Next week, I'll see you then. Uh, Manchild, out. <coughs> Flows a cereal burial. I'm serious. I ate them all. Dry boxes, bodies. Yeah, I call them. If we're talking about real meals, that's my stomach. He ain't saw. I've been in this fucking room so long. My eyeballs are turning to drywall. My friends suck. Fuck them. I'm over them. Hi, y'all. Y'all ain't hit me all day. What the fuck is the problem? Is it me? Cause I'm not solved. I'm bored. I don't know anyone, so now I'm staying at my ceiling, fucking